I have got a really exciting one for everybody today. I'm so excited about this podcast because recently I did uh, a, a podcast, I think it was probably from the time that you're listening to this, probably about a month ago actually, because I've got a few podcasts in the pipeline. Uh, but anyway, I did one on View Composable, which is a library of composables, and somebody commented on it. Unfortunately, YouTube seems to randomly delete people's posts that aren't rude or anything, so I don't know why they're doing that. But anyway... Um, and this person mentioned a library called View Use, and it's just like View Composable, but the library seems to be even larger. And it looks like it's created by someone from the View team. Um, but anyway, you can look that up later on to double check it. And I am so excited about this. It's got even more functionality, and I wanted to take the time in this podcast just to go through a bunch of the exciting things in, that are available in this library. But it looks like there's I don't know, maybe almost a hundred different composables in there. And before I dive into this. I just want to let you all know, this is one of the reasons the Composition API is so magical. It is so reusable, and since it is ridiculously reusable, it means that we can people can make libraries like this that we get a ton of value out of, a ton of value. We get like um, this wonderful connection between reactive variables and APIs, like... Um, like anything, it could be Axios, it could be um, dealing with cookies, it could be dealing with query strings, and we'll, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on in this episode. So I'm super excited, let's just get started, and I'm going to start with the one that people are probably going to be most excited about, because I get this Firebase question all the time. People always want to know how to use Firebase with Quasar, it seems to be a really popular pattern. Well, the View Use library has got three composables specifically designed for Firebase. One of them is called Use Auth. So dealing with authentication with Firebase and you know having like loading spinner states, knowing if the user is authenticated, all of that annoying stuff, authenticating with different use um, methods like using Google, for example, that is all managed for you. And all you have to do is use this composable. So you might call it, for example, Firebase Service or something like that is equal to Use Auth with parentheses. Um, and then, basically, you've got um, all the functionality you need to handle authentication, including the reactivity. So you don't have to set up reactive variables or anything like that. It's all handled for you uh, with this composable, which is just magical. Like, I, I think it's such a great idea. And there's another one, which is use Firestore and use RTDB, which is the real-time database that um, Firebase has. And this is basically going to allow you to keep variables in sync with Firebase. It's, it really is quite magical. So authenticating and also being able to keep your data in sync with Firebase is so simple. So definitely check out viewuse.org and look for the Firebase section if you want to use Firebase in your next View app. So... Um, by the way, if you don't know how to use the Composition API, I promise it's not as scary as you may think. Um, just do like a couple of YouTube searches. I did a live stream on it, but you probably want to find something more succinct than a live stream. Or if you want to watch my live stream and look at some more advanced stuff, then go ahead and um, search for that. But uh, honestly, I promise you, if you can use the Options API, which is the normal way of using Vue at the moment, which is going to become the not-so-normal way in the future... Um, then I promise you it's really not that difficult to use the Composition API. And once you realize the power... Uh, anyway, I don't want to um, beat a dead horse. So that's the Firebase stuff. And now I'm just going to smash through a whole bunch of ones that I'm really excited about. Um, but just be aware, I'm only going to be telling you a fraction of them uh, in this podcast. 
So one of them is use share. And I've done this in the past where often on a mobile device, you want to click a button and have it automatically come up on your native device, allowing you to share things like with the Facebook app or the Twitter app. Using use share, you can then do that. So you can say, click on this button and then I want to share something super easily um, with use share. Use URL search params. This is a problem I've had many times in the past where you want to keep the URL parameters, um, you know, like your query string um in your browser, for example, question mark foo equals something, you want to keep that in sync with data on your app. And this allows you to do that so you can easily keep data in your app in sync with your URL query parameters, which is great because it means the user can refresh the page and a lot of the state in the page will remain intact. So I'm really excited about that. Use clipboard. Obvious what it does, allows you to very easily copy paste things. Um, or copy things to your clipboard within your app. On-click outside. Now, this is especially useful for drop-downs and modals. It means you can have a drop-down and basically easily say, hey, I clicked outside of this drop-down or I clicked outside of this modal. Not such a big deal in um, in Quasar since all of that is pretty much handled for us, but kind of cool to know about anyway. Use draggable. Implementing draggability is really surprisingly simple with this. All you have to do is implement um, use draggable, and I'm starting to, um, people have mentioned in the past, and we've thought about adding dragging functionality to Quasar. Honestly, I'm questioning whether or not that's needed when you've got composition API functionality like this that is so ridiculously easy to start using your app. Maybe Quasar could introduce it because they might have to deal with some cross-platform stuff. But anyway, you can if you want draggable stuff, then definitely check out Use Draggable. Also, use geolocation. So you can very easily access the API for knowing where you are, where the user is in the world, and they need to... Uh, Click on allow for that. So a little thing comes up and says, you know, you need to allow it. So that's kind of cool. Um, use network, knowing whether or not the network is um, live, like if they're connected to the internet, if you want to deal with offline stuff. Use parallax, being able to create parallax effects really easily and even being able to create parallax effects that connect to the user's mobile so they can move their mobile from side to side. Um, APIs that already exist for that, connecting that to um, web applications. So you can do that cool, that cool kind of stuff. Uh, use speech recognition, which is self-explanatory and really exciting. I've never dealt with it on the web before, but that'd be really cool. Create global state. If you want to use the composition API to manage global state rather than um, doing a lot of that yourself, I think it must... Um, I, I think it might do a few things to make it work with SSR. I don't know. So it's probably like an alternative to something like Pina or Vuex 5, which is a lot simpler. So it's kind of cool that we've got that as well. Use local storage and use session storage. So if you want to easily have access to those APIs, uh, Quasar actually already offers one um, to you, but if you're not in a Quasar project, then use local storage or use session storage could be cool. Um, now, these ones are really cool. There's a section that actually shows you about watch functions. They've There's a whole bunch of added... Uh, functionality to watch that you can use. So for example, rather than a normal watcher, you can say watch with filter, which is kind of cool. Watch, um, there's also debounced watch. So basically it's a watcher with a debouncer. So you don't have to implement that extra debounce functionality. You just say debounced watch and then you can add your debouncer time in there, which I think is like a super, super cool idea. Um, there's also throttled watch. So adding a throttler to your watches. So maybe you're hitting the back end and you want you don't want the user to be able to spam the back end. You'd be able to throttle that on the front end um, as well as on the back end. So you can add like an extra layer of throttling there or for like other stuff you might want to throttle. Uh, another one we've got is use time ago. This is so handy. When you've got a date and you want to say, for example, um, 
a relation between that date and now. So, for example, five days ago, like there was a post that happened five days ago or one year ago, or this is going to happen in three months, and turning that into something that's more human readable. So rather than just saying um, five days, it adds the extra, um, I guess, English vocabulary around that so that you can, so that the user can easily see when something was posted or when something happened or when something is going to happen. It's like in seven years' time, in five years' time. Anyway, you get it. Um, use toggle. So just a really basic thing for doing toggling stuff so you don't have to implement the toggle functionality. You just say use toggle and then you've got all the reactive state you need to do um, toggle-based functionality for when you've got buttons that toggle on and off. So like, I, I love that. I love that you've got these tiny little quality of life things that make your code a lot cleaner so you don't have to create your own toggling functionality like the in fact i get more excited i think about these smaller things than the larger things because it means that they're really caring about quality of life for us um in our projects and those are the things that make me smile like i i get excited about things like um using firebase easily those things get me excited and pumped, but being able to use a toggle, something that I do every single day, those are the things that make me smile. They like make me grin on the inside. Anyway, another one which is use WebSocket. So if you don't want to deal with the WebSocket API, they'll handle all that stuff for you, keeping data in sync with WebSocket. Um, use WebWorker. I... D- I definitely don't want to learn the entire web worker API, so it's kind of cool to know that there's a bridge there that um, that we can use. And the last one I want to mention, which is also super, super cool, is use QR codes. If you want to deal with QR codes, then, um, yeah, there's a composable for that. So I've only mentioned a fraction of the ones available. Definitely check out viewuse.org, viewuse.org. This is a library of things that are going to make your life so much easier. And this is one more reason. In fact, I would say this is one of the biggest reasons. Um, and hopefully this will help push some of you over the fence for um, learning the composition API. Um, I'm really excited about it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And hey, definitely check out quasarcomponents.com. After reading this, I'm excited um, and inspired to start doing some videos for that for that series specifically on view use. So at the moment, it's going to be focused on learning all 72 plus of Quasar's components. So go to um, quasarcomponents.com if you want to learn those. Uh, But also, um, yeah, I think I'm going to throw in another little extra series to kind of sweeten the deal where we talk about using these composables. So once again, thanks for listening. That's quasarcomponents.com and I'll see you in a future podcast. Well, I won't see you, but you'll hear me in a future podcast. All right, bye for now. And before I go, remember, there is nothing you can't build.